I uh, yeah. There's days where I think about going back to just running heavy equipment because <laughs> I I'm like, man, I miss being able to leave work at work. I miss yeah. being able to just like not be responsible for anybody but myself. <laughs> Dude, I mean seriously, there's a, there's a, a a lot of freedom and I don't know. There's a lot of good of having a job like that. I'm a little bit envious, honestly. I used to be an iron worker. Yeah. Yeah, I was a I was I was a connector. I was up top walking on steel beams all day. Oh hell yeah. That was fun. That's, that's like awesome, manly dude. shit. That's like, <laughs> hell like, yeah. That's like looking down at everybody, like you peasants. <laughs> Please. I could drop Please this me. bolt from this height and it will go through your hard hat. So fuck with me. Yeah. <laughs> dude. So I worked on, I worked on drilling rigs uh, for a while too. Well, drilling in uh, workover rigs uh, in the oil and gas industry. And I remember Derek Hain dropped a screwdriver off the tubing. Board. Well, it was the, not the tubing board on the drilling rig, but um, the board, I think is all they call it. And that's like 90 feet up. Maybe it's not quite 90, 60 feet. Dude, it like it luckily it hit the handle on one of the floor hands and just like, dude, he was a big dude and just laid him <laughs> out. Nuts. We should start the show officially. Then. Yeah, officially. Yeah, so uh, yeah, starting off with a little a little conversation like we always do. Uh, <laughs> welcome back to World Strongest Opinions, uh, episode thirty three. Back with uh, with Nikolai. Welcome back. Yeah, welcome. glad to have you here. I, um, I got a hunch where this one's gonna go. Yeah. <laughs> what, <laughs> yeah. What, is, what are your predictions? Something with judging. Something with uh, some standards. Something with. Well, it was shortly, there was about a 30 second time span from when I said what I said on social media and John sliding in my DMs. <laughs> I, know. I, was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I was like, it's perfect. <laughs> I'm always there. Dude, you look like you're about to drop some bars with that cursed ass hairline. Dog. I know it actually does. Like for some reason, my hair looks much like it's You look it's like edged. you're about like... to rap about some white privilege or something. I don't know, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's not he's not bald enough for that. <laughs> I feel like I look like Sean King kind of, Dude. and it kind of bothers me. <laughs> like in I, uh, I've got a good story about one time that I actually shaved my head bald, and um, and it was right before I went to France, and I remember, and it was like a week after nine eleven, and and uh, oh yeah, I looked very. It was a bad look. It was a bad, bad look <laughs> on me. I was not as tan as I am now. It's a super white bald head. And I remember getting into the Charles de Gaulle airport and there's this, this woman with her kids and she's like, you know, they're talking and then she looks up and she sees me and her eyes get huge. And she just gets down and like cold pulls <laughs> all her kids in clothes and just like watches me out of you know, like total fear that I don't know. I'm like the Unabomber. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Y'all are here right now. I mean, with his background, the, the fresh ass mic, the, the, the fancy headphones, like, he looks like he's about to shoot a music video, and you look like yeah. you're about to steal someone's mom. <laughs> uh, you got a van hiding in your rattlesnake-infested garage, John? Oh, yeah. So I was telling Darren that we had a rat problem. So the pest control people, we put out glue traps, some other traps, and they actually caught a baby rattlesnake in the garage. 
So how do you have a rat problem if you have a rattlesnake problem? Those I know. We also have five Well, cats. that's probably why he had so. a rattlesnake problem, because he, he knew where there was a free meal. <laughs> that's true. I was like, the cats failed their quarterly review. I was like, how did you let this happen? <laughs> Though the night we actually heard them in the walls, all the cats were literally sprinting all around the house trying to like find an entry point in the walls. And I was like, do not scratch into the walls right now. I was like, hopefully it'll leave. I was like, I cannot deal with this. Because you'd hear it like would just like scramble and then the other cats would like try to run up the wall and like hit where it was. I was like... So I'm glad that got rid of, and hopefully we don't have an actual rattlesnake problem because it was one of those diamondback ones. It's like, it's been a whole thing. Yeah. But yeah, I did actually shave my head completely bald and kept like a goatee. And Andy was not a fan. She was like, you go for that American History X look and it's the worst. Oh, <laughs> so it's, like, dude, it's such a great movie though. I know oh, though. Man. Also, apparently dude, Edward, Edward Norton took the man. Yeah, he actually took extra creatine for that movie, which is funny that when you put, look at it. Exactly. put the term herb stomping on the map. Yeah. I know. I was no like, one knew what that was before. Right. Yeah. So brutal when you saw Homeboy to bite the curb, ooh, mm. like, that was a scene where you're like, yeah. brutal. That was brutal. Yeah. yeah. Like, some scenes in movies, you can, like, just feel it when you see it. You're like, oh, no, that's like. I love me a good violent movie, but, like. That was the. It's not. It wasn't even the violence. It was the way he looked at him. Like bravo to those actors. Like the whole like, man, the tension. Like you were just like, I feel this in like this is making my butthole tingle right now. Like I feel this. <laughs> man, you should have. You should have got the internal coccyx adjustment after all. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. Let, hey, let's get back to I I want to I want to talk about uh the comments on I I think I missed it, but I I'm pretty sure I know what it was about. What yeah. what what happened with judging? Was it World Strongest Man? Oh, that yeah. was just like the icing on the cake. And that what was, you know, I'm kind of glad it happened cuz it really showed like there was a build up. And for some reason it always happens in the circus dumbbell. Like I don't know why it's not that hard. Um, but there was some back and forth, um, with a guy that allegedly took my record, um, 80 kilo guy, super strong dude. He pressed a log world record for the 80 kilo that day, which was a beautiful rep. Um, I mean, held the lockout, like no, no issue. No one can take that from him. But like when you have an entire, like, I mean, I didn't even see the video. Someone sent it to me. Um, and I was like, whatever. And then someone, it got posted about, and then I, I clapped back. This, this is kind of where, like, I've, I've always kind of just stayed in my athlete lane and, uh, and like, just kind of kept my head in the sand. And then um, this past OSG, there were some frustrations. Um, and I watched it affect a few different podiums. And then that, like... Seeing what happened to me at OSG on the circus dumbbell, uh, I saw it happen to Panda uh, on her circus dumbbell. I think it, I th I'm pretty sure it was her, where the judge made her, after she moved on, got a good rep on the next dumbbell, go back and reset the dumbbell on the crash pad. Like, that's an equipment issue. That's not an athlete issue. Especially if you have athletes guiding it down onto that pad, we're hitting a target that's right. this big. <clears throat> like, it's in control. 
Now they they were they were shit pads at the bottom. I talked to Lynn about it, and he was totally in agreement. They should have just had the square mats and let us drop it onto the square mats with those globe dumbbells. But I saw it happen to her, and I got the same judge. And he stopped me mid-clean on the last dumbbell, stopped me mid-clean, and made me go back and run down uh, my, my dumbbell and put it back on the crash pad. And then it was just – the calls were all – like there was just no consistency. And the, the fact that you have something like that, it, it's going to affect performance. You should never stop – if you've already given the down command and they – I was reaching up and catching with both hands to bring it down. At no point was I like really like I, I was making sure because that was a good event for me. Um, so <clears throat> even with the 10 seconds it took me to uh, Leroy had a stud run. He's he was the previous dumbbell uh, world record holder. So that was an event where it's going to be me or him. Like it, it is what it is. And I got that penalty and uh not penalty, but that, that delay. And um, then I saw it happening to other athletes. And then, you know, there was just false starts on things not being enforced. There were people literally not com- – there was someone that did not complete the farmers. It was reviewed on tape. And there was just, like, an, like people getting involved. Like, it was just – there's a problem with, you know, I think, A, the scheduling with it all got crammed together because of the hurricane. And those judges now had – two days to go through the same amount of events. So I think that was an issue. Um, it's tiring. Judging is tiring. You have to be focused. Yeah. Um, and be like, some of the calls, it's like they, they just, they they didn't know what a good rep was uh, in some circumstances. And I'm probably going to get a lot of shit for this. I'm going to hurt some feelings, but. Um, World's strongest opinions. And, yeah, I went out and judged. Uh, Bobby Thompson was the head judge. He runs a tight ship. And um, he let me take point on Circus Dumbbell. And um, we had a handful of calls get contested. Some got turned over, some stood. But the athletes were heard. The footage was reviewed. And um, I gave a slide penalty to Matt McKeegan. And in a carry event of a yoke, with the front of the yoke being a 45, I was looking at that front of that yoke. Um, I'm sorry, I was looking where the yoke met the ground not where the front of the yoke actually crossed the finish line. And that's what I gave the slide penalty off of. And unbeknownst to me, he went and contested it. I had another event to judge. I didn't find out until it was overturned. And Bobby said it was good. Tyler said it was good. I was like, all right, then it's good. Like, it, it over. my feelings aren't hurt. Like, we're going to make mistakes. But out of, like, 200-some events, we had, you know, five cont- five contests. We're doing pretty fucking good. And then the fact that an athlete can – contest something and it get overturned whether it does or doesn't get overturned the fact that we can sit there and explain deliberately why it did or didn't um it reinstills faith in the judge if the judge messes up they're going to hear you out and and be human about it like the whole the whole judge's god thing has to go I mean, I think powerlifting has like a board for reviewing world records IPF Um, has their jury yeah the jury system. I think I think that's brilliant because um, the 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 dude who allegedly took my record. Um, I mean, at this point, like I'm not even gonna like it's. I'm not even gonna say he took my record. I mean, strong press. Like it was like a pound heavier. It wasn't even 
but that's John's, kilos, that's John's biggest pet that's, peeve. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, it's stupid no to good. break a world record by a pound. Those are fucking balls and throw on five to ten pounds. Um, yeah. Make it worth people's time to watch. No one cares about nickel and diamond shit for or a penny taking a penny. Like there needs to be like a kilo rule, like one and a half kilos or one kilo or something. Uh, but the one pound shit, like because I think mine was like two fifty two point six, so it was like four ounces. Four ounces on a dumbbell that had an inch and a half diameter handle. I was on a two inch handle. 64 kilo women circus dumbbell was done on a two inch or bigger handle. You have women doing a bigger dumbbell than you are. This is the problem, though, I think, with, uh, I mean, there's so many issues with standards and strongman. And, and this is, I mean, I mean, we've always said, and we talked about it extensively that, you know, we don't want to like gate, you know, gatekeep or pigeonhole everybody into like every event, just standard competition 100%. into standardization. But when it comes to world records, there has to be a higher standard. And, and, you know, we talked about it recently with, um, uh, who did we have on last that we talked about the stones, um, Tyler, because Tyler mentioned his stuff. Yeah, I know Tyler, but Tyler I Tyler Young. Tyler there's Young. There's too many yeah. Tylers. Tyler Young. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, if you're going to do a record on anything, I, I mean, but this is where it gets it gets compli- complicated too. Like, we have to have like a charter of standards to start with so that we can ensure that everybody understands where to go from here. Because you can always set a record on a harder and harder implement, right? Cause we know what stones diameter makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. We know that handle diameter makes a difference. We know, you know, I mean, even the diameter of the log or the uh, diameter of a log or diameter of a dumbbell. You just need the minimum. There's all kinds of things that change the, the difficulty of it. And, and you're right. Anytime that a record is set on an easier implement to me is like invalid immediately. Yeah. But, but at the same time, like where do you draw the line and say like we should probably stick with one standard um you know we talked excessively about atlas stones in the past with luke davis um and you know maybe there's a weight range where it goes up in diameter right um mm-hmm. but but you know i mean like with, with kimby's axle record he did it on a non-rotating axle which is inherently much much more difficult the next record should be set on a non-rotating axle um but but uh, yeah i mean i can't I agree a lot. I mean, we've had that the standard discussion here many, many, many times, and we keep pushing for it. And I think it's it's more and more people are talking about it. And I think that's that is a good uh, route that the, the sport is taking because people are starting to realize how important some standards are to uh, the validity of world records. Yeah. I'm not sure I agree on the on the on the poundage though because Olympics. You can beat a world record with a half a kilo, mm. right? <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. and, and I mean that. Yeah, yeah I'm just, I mean, I'm not yeah, we would like to. See, you always want to see it more, but more is I'm more, not, I'm, right? I'm not saying like we need to have a poundage, but like for the people watching, like I know if I go, I mean that could be a difference in a scale. Because yeah, the, be the march on the bear, yeah. Standardization, though, you should be calibrating your scale. That's true. Yeah, but who's right? out there? Like, who's out there enforcing that? Like, Nobody. if you put five pounds on it and you weigh the implement, like we <laughs> weighed my dumbbell empty because I know what I weighed it as, and it was like 
three quarters or half a pound. Like it was the difference in maybe a pound. Like mine said 107.6. We got to, it was still clash at the time. Um, it was 106.7 or something. Right. It was, but it didn't matter. Cause I still loaded it the same. Right. Right. Um, but, but I think, and, I mean, you're right. Nobody is enforcing it. And that's the challenge, you know, that we face as a sport to get any standards in places. There is no governing umbrella governing body over the sport. And so, you know, that's kind of where I, I, I've kind of thought some sort of charter that, you know, everybody, everybody, as many people as, as we can get, sign this charter and agree that these are the standards. And but but then the athletes and the promoters and the judges and everybody have to work together to ensure that standard continues. Mm -hmm. Right. Which is a huge challenge. Like there was a response to, uh, I believe, Tommy Lavelle. Tommy Lavelle had some very uh, good back and forth on this with the whole website he's starting and everything. So Uh, does HoustonWaitlist.org? Is that him? Yeah. Waitlist.org. Okay. I don't know if I was supposed to put that out yet, so I'm sorry, Tommy. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) We'll just just censor this part. So I'm good. I'm good. But if I wasn't just in case, cut my ass and sorry, Tommy. That was a genuine fuck up. Um, we'll, sen- we'll censor this part and, and just say that that Nick started talking about his internal toxic adjustment. <laughs> um, like the fact that there was a back and forth of the dude that was claiming to break my world record, and um, and it was along lines of saying, "I'll probably mess this up. I don't have my phone, uh, so." I'd have to look at the picture, but it was along the lines of like, why, why are we worried about, you know, something about world records? It's all for fun anyway. Like who gives a shit? I'm more about world titles. Well, cool. But like you say that when you are doing something in a competitive environment. So like that is like just kind of being passive. Like either you don't know what a good lockout is or you know it was a shit rep, and you're trying to downplay it. That that's the only two outcomes from 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 the back and forth. <clears throat> so either way, like if you're fighting it tooth and nail, um, because it was sent to me by at least a dozen people, I didn't go out and find it and went and was like, "This is shit." Like it was sent to me by a very large number of people. For I've never had a, a circus dumbbell since or before sent that to me like that by that many people. Um, and if, if, if it was a good rep, there wouldn't be anything to say. People wouldn't be sending it to me. Like it, it wouldn't, it wouldn't even be a conversation. If I had seen all my time, I'd be like, fuck you, dude, congratulations. Like, yeah. And his argument is you should, I would just be saying congratulations. Someone breaks it. Well, no, because if, if you see, so you say your record stands and come, someone comes along with a worse rep and breaks it. What are you going to be like? Oh, good job, dude. Yeah, no. I, yeah, like, you know, I know what it took to get to that point in my circus dumbbell. So I don't want someone coming along and like in the video before he even makes eye contact, you see the hands start to fall. Like he hadn't even settled, and as soon as it went, he had a lot of press power. It went up, but it went up, and as soon as it settled, it started coming forward. It never stopped. Did and the judge give him the rep. down though? Did the judge give him the rep? And yeah, I'm not the, saying that that's okay. Red before it was right. even like settling. Like yeah. his feet had just Man. barely, I think, set by the time the downwind commands. And that's kind of like the unfortunate aspect of strongman is that 
you know, it's hard to expect mm-hmm. an athlete because it's not the athlete's fault that he got no, a not at all, right? And it's hard to expect any like any athlete. Although I think it would be a noble pursuit to say like I don't accept this because I'm not happy with it. But nobody can possibly accept, expect any athletes to do that legitimately. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, the, the judging has got to improve because that's where that's where it all boils down to, right? Is the judging? The judge yeah. should never. Hundred percent. Like I watched, I watched a rep today. Um, I don't know what competition it was. It was overseas, and and it was a log, and it kind of gets back to the same thing. Like the guy wasn't even locked out yet, and the judge already gave him a down commit. And yeah. and that is the kind of of judging that we can. It, it's not. <sighs> This is what I hated about World's Strongest Man when everybody said that it was cons- – at least it was consistent. Is <laughs> like, no, it was consistently shitty, right? Consistently shitty is not there, a positive. There was a handful of guys actually doing good reps. Yeah. Yeah, and on like, the – I think on the under – I think most of the reps under the 140 kilogram after dumbbell 270 were decent, pounds, but, most of them were shit. Most of them were like, shit, but in but my the consistency, opinion, I think – I'm going to say this first. Mitchell Hooper was extremely dominant. Dude did not have sure. a weak link in the fucking chain. Absolutely. He not. was going to win world's strongest man, I think, regardless of the shitty judging on the circus dumbbell. But, like, yeah. his 270 dumbbell was not a good rep. Like, and that that was on Magnus. Like, and it was just atrocious. Like, Evan Singleton's rep was even worse. That was on the 140, Evan- though. That was the 308. Yeah, Evan's pounds. a strong yeah. presser too. He's super strong, um, but it, it, he didn't even get locked out, and it, it was his yeah, feet yeah. were together. He was leaning it like it was. He was walking. There was nothing. Yeah, down right. command it, really about it at any point. Um, and that's the lack of consistency, is because his. And again, this is nothing against the athletes. I, I want to make yeah. that really clear. It's nothing against the athletes. We know they're strong, right? But but the reality is, is that Evan's three hundred eight was given a down command in a much worse position than Mitchell's, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? They both were not good reps yes. in my eyes. At least most Mitchell's had his arm locked. It was like out here, yeah. it was locked. Yeah. Because that's the main thing. It's like we've talked about. If something's a good rep, you should be able to hold it for a few seconds. Like at least when I did powerlifting, for one, I hate the rack command with bench and stuff, but that's what they were saying. They're like, if you have your arms fully locked out on bench, it shouldn't be an issue if your judge is going to make you wait a few seconds. I, I'm not even asking like, for a few seconds. Yeah. Like a one count. Like yeah. one thousand down. But like yeah. I think it's hard. Control at the top. Like yeah. just to stop motion. I think then, John's point though is is that you know when it's stacked over yeah. your heels, right? Yes. You know when that it's here, it's not going anywhere. Yeah, yeah. you'd only need one count, but the point I think John's making is is that yes. a good judge knows when it's locked out and that athlete can hold that for two or three seconds. Mm-hmm. Do they need to give him two or three seconds? No. But there's there's yeah. an obvious point when a dumbbell is locked out and it's stacked over your heels, right? I, your upright feet together. Eyes yep. contact with the deadlift, judge. knees locked, hips through, elbow, shoulders back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Here, here's the one thing before we get too far into it. <laughs> I think there should be a rule with the kilos, though. If it's under 200 kilos, the record has to be broken by two kilos. If it's over 400 <laughs> kilos, it needs to be five kilos. Or Emmanuel Pascari, when I, we were talking about the Zercher that um, world record. 
it's 260. And I was like, 265, you have it in the bag if you like really focus. And he was like, I'm not going to do five kilos. I'll he's do got 10 275. Kilos. Yeah. So he's, he's gonna, got he, 275. He said he won't do it unless he beats it by 10 kilos. So that's yeah. the Pascari rule. Like, shout out Emmanuel for being like, no, five yeah. kilos is a small number. And nothing but, against Yerji, man. Yeah. Dude is strong as, as Oh, fun, yeah. Man. And yeah. that was a great rep. It's true. Yeah. I think that yeah. I'm glad to see that people are doing that and everything. I think people should be doing them in flats a bit more because it helps you, but that's a know, whole other man. thing. I did I started doing them in KB yeah. style in my in my platform shoes and I kind of like it. It's it's interesting. I I don't know. I feel like cuz I like the flats because you treat it much more like you would be hitching a deadlift than it's a, a traditional sure. squat. Like if you watch uh Atlas Power Shrug, his hips almost never break parallel. Because that's a weaker position. Like most people, your deadlift's more than your yeah, squat. So his, treat it like a deadlift. Yeah. Somewhat. <laughs> that's a side tangent. But the weights, that makes it harder. Like people doing these tiny little jumps, <clears throat> you can contest it. And I think if there are some sort of standards of like, I like your idea of the minimum handles. Or like these minimum things. of Like if it's a men's weight, stones, 20-inch <clears throat> minimum. Like 21. Handle, 21. 21. Okay, 21. I'm all about that's 21 for men. Yeah. Yeah. But it's that idea with the handles, too, because a one and a half inch handle is not anything. But I like, mean, there's a point, too, so with, with world records where is it really worthwhile to track some things like, you know, I know World <laughs> Strongest Man tries to track every event yeah. of every variation imaginable as a world record. It's like, you know what? Most of them don't matter. Right. 18 inch deadlift. Sorry to the people that have 18 inch <laughs> world records. Like it doesn't fucking matter. Right, because a deadlift is is more significant regular from the floor. Farmers handles are so much variation in farmers think, implements. That I think it, the eighteen inch in the deadlift variation is more from a showmanship standpoint. Imagine when you say to a crowd they're going for a world record on this lift, the crowd's gonna get way more behind that athlete anyway. So I think there's a time and place for it um, when it comes to something like the variations, but mm-hmm. the main lifts like a stone load, an axle. When have you ever had to worry about someone doing anything other than too much axle? Like, like never. Like, why? Why is that? Other than on occasion, you'll get the the schedule forty pipe that's one point nine (laughs) inches. Yeah, but like, there's never really an issue. But for some reason, it's hard to wrap people's head around. Like a two inch diameter handle, like a Coke can. I learned on a three inch dumbbell handle. That's what I learned to do dumbbell with. Yeah, same. So, like, everything after that was easy. I hit a 200-plus yeah. pound dumbbell, first ever, 12-inch diameter, three about a <clears throat> three-inch handle, give or take, and it was a bitch. And it it, it had, like, this much room. So, like, you couldn't get a deep – it was out of your hand in the rack position. It didn't right. actually hit your palm until you started driving. Right. And but then it like, wants to roll out, and it just puts yeah. a tremendous amount of pressure on your thumb. you're using an inch and a half handle, like, that's 20 pounds on a dumbbell. Easily. Like, easy. If not more. Yeah, so like when you have an 80 kilo guy hitting 90 kilo numbers, well, when you see his fingers almost touching, that tells me everything I need to know. Like, okay, it was easier. So like, and if you're gonna deny that, then you're just full of shit. Like that's that's yeah. if you're denying it to save save face. Like that that's what that is. It's that's because that everyone knows it's easier. Yeah. Just like that, a 19 inch stone is easier than a 21. That, that's that asterisk that John always talks about. Yeah. Right? Next to a top, like you don't want an asterisk next to your world records. Nobody no. should want that. 
And that's the main thing. It's like, I think all of this is like, it's for the athletes. Like no one wants to have to debate what they're doing. And it is no, like, I want to argue yeah. someone take my world record. I want to see someone break it and be like, fuck yeah, dude. And then yeah. move on. Like, I don't, I'm not, that, that world record isn't my identity. That world record was we had the time I hit a, like, I'm not attached to it. Like emotionally, like we got done OSG coming off a world title win. Um, and we had the time and my coach was like, Hey, deload, play with some things in the gym that you want to play with that are fun that you haven't touched in a while. Just go have fun for two weeks. I was like, cool. I picked up a dumbbell and I hit a 220 dumbbell just fucking around. And I sent the video. He was like, Oh, and at the time it was like two thirty something. So I was like 16 or 17 pounds off of the world record. Just not touching one in like two years. So I was like, he's like, you want to get a world record? I was like, why not? And then, you know, I actually missed it the first time um, because I couldn't, I was putting too much. It was leaving my hand at the top. And I literally almost hit my head like three times. And then once I figured some things out, I knew to, okay, if I'm in a 10, I need to go into this to an eight, calm down a little bit and let my jerk do the work and not drive as much put as much ass behind it um and it settled down and worked itself out and it was like clockwork on game day um so i'm not attached to this this dumbbell world record like it's going to be broken but it's not gonna be broken by charette <laughs> amen to that man i mean yeah dude uh um i'm with you 100 percent and reps have got to be better world record world records. I mean, there's so many things that need to just be better about world records. And I'm, and I'm again, I'm a big stickler, even on the weight, like verifying the weight on camera, just because you say yeah. weighed weighed X number of pounds doesn't make it. So, because I mean, how many times have we been to a competition where the promoters just like rounds up what the empty implement weighs, right? <laughs> I mean, I pound tire. That bitch is like eight to I, nine. Iron mine axles are a good example. They're 33 pounds. They're all pretty standard 33 pounds. Everybody rounds them up to 35, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, I can't tell you how many times I've had yokes that I know weighed like 173, but they call them 185 in, in competition. It's like, you know, fine, it's competition, but but if it's happening there, how do we know that's not happening in world records unless you're yep. weighing everything on a calibrated scale, which is easy to calibrate because you put a calibrated plate on it to show any error, right? And account yep. for it on the weight of the implement. Like everybody yeah. should be doing that, in my opinion, uh, because we live in a very, uh, very big world, right? People compete all around the world. And we can't all be there. The best people cannot always be at every one of these uh, record breaking mm-hmm. attempts. And and to uphold the integrity of the record, there should be some very solid documentation, which is not hard to do, to back up everything that is is stated. Because otherwise, people have like no you, problem. Like you said, it, it could be scale contest entry. Yeah, could like be totally people scale do entry. it to enter a contest on the regular in large numbers, yeah. but a world record, no one wants to do it. Dude, is it, I know online record online <laughs> qualifiers. You have to weigh everything on camera, but on a fucking world record, nope, we can't be bothered with that. And and all right, this this is where I'm, I'm, this is where so homeboy when when he, I forget his name, <laughs> um, 
when he responded to me and he said, you have one of the bigger platforms in the weight class strongman. Yes, I'm aware. And I hate to see you using it like this. Using like what? Holding you fucking accountable? For setting a standard? It's not like I did a shit rep and called yours out. Like Max made me wait. Maxime Boudreaux was my judge. Right. Shout out Canada. And, uh, like so. Shout out Canada. Yeah, like for to to guilt to, to say I shouldn't use my platform or I, you hate to see me using my platform like this or whatever it is. Like, what is that? That's when the switch flipped. I was like, all right, like I didn't make this comment about you. I made it about the judge. Mm-hmm. And you took it personal because it was your world record. You said so. And then you say it's you hate to see I'm a well-liked and well-respected person in the sport. And you hate to see me saying something like this. Like, I'm respected because I have a fucking standard. And I do well. I've never placed out of top five at Worlds. My worst placing is fifth. I have four shows, four back consecutive appearances. I have a fourth, I have a fifth, I have a first, and I have a second. Like, I'm respected because I show up. And I'm consistent. I don't do shit reps. I don't get gimme calls because I don't allow the judge to give me a gimme call. And you know what? If I do get a gimme call in a contest, I'll probably react the same way Mitch Hooper does. Like, well, gave me down command. Like, I'm not going to be like, it wasn't my, I I wouldn't have, I wasn't proud of it, but he gave me down command. So in, in a point, in a situation where everyone's getting shit reps and you see it, I'd have done the same shit. Like, Points are points. Like he's he's giving shit reps everywhere. Like I'm gonna take them. But yeah. you also can't knock Mitch's performance across all the other events because he was right. bulletproof, dude. Wreck shop. Like there's no <laughs> dispute, and there's no dispute on my world record. There's no dispute on my performance as an athlete. Like it. So to sit there and say I use, hate to see me use my platform like this and just it's my platform. I can say what I want within the realms of not being a piece of shit. And all I did was say that, hey, that's not the standard. You took it personal. I referenced yeah. the judge. And he's a, and his, he said he's a well-respected uh, person and judge within in the community over there in the UK. Well, Magnus Vermag is a legend in Strongman. One of the greatest to do it. But he's a shit judge. He's a shitty judge. So, yeah, like <laughs> I'm people... glad you said that because I was gonna say it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, the thing is, people like to pretend that Magnus is the same Magnus in 2017. I was like, 2023's Magnus is not the same judge as the one. No, like I don't know. I mean, it's but like, that's like he's just like you should be happy to have me here. Yeah, which I mean, yeah, of like I don't know. Nah, you, you get like it's six right. grand. Strongman has like a that. tendency to like glo- I hate like, to even I hate to even mention the show. Because it was so fucking cringy. Uh, the Ragnarok games. Like, you paid to have Magnus out, right? To be a judge. He's a shit judge. And if you were actually <laughs> into Strongman, you would know that. Um, and then you're sending out invites to register and pay to compete. Like, I got a DM inviting me to come compete at the Ragnarok games. But it was so, I, it was an invite to register. <laughs> but the only division I think they just spam I, I think was? they just spammed everybody. Anybody and everybody. Cuz I think I mean I got multiple email or like DMs from the guy and I just ignored them all. Um uh, I've heard people that you which is like aim, like 
novices and amateurs getting invites to the Ragnarok games. Uh, it was just spam to everybody. And well, I you think had that's your where... open divisions, and then you had your pro division, which was only heavyweights. And I was like, how much is the prize money? Well, you can you can sign up for open. I was like, <laughs> or you can sign up for pro division. I was like, what's that? It's like there, there's no weight category. It's just pro. I was like, okay, yeah, let me go compete for money against Travis Wartmeyer. Yeah. <laughs> at 198 pounds yeah. 200 pounds like it was just everything it's it's what we're what what things like osg are getting away from what things like psl are getting away from like that's that's the old logic and the reason why we need to have these conversations is we're calling those out and you can't tell me you didn't have enough money because you hired some fucking viking singer dude <laughs> to come sing a concert at a strongman contest instead of paying athletes it's true, because uh, I'm pretty sure his appearance fee is like twenty five thousand dollars for the day, or something. Huh? So, really? Yeah, it's a uh, yes. Yeah, I mean, because for one, at least. So, um, so a bit, but I mean, yeah. where did the like? I don't know a lot about it. Um, <laughs> so I shied away from it specifically because I I was aware of the spamming campaign to get athletes there, yes. um, which just to me immediately was a turnoff. Um, but where did the guy get all the money? To put on know. the show, like, because I mean, to me, if he raised sponsors and was able to raise that kind of money, that's impressive. The guy's got some sort of, I mean, either he's a salesman extraordinaire, definitely a salesman. Right? I, I mean, also heard, and I that's good though. Wrong. That that's a good thing for the sport, though. In my opinion, why do I have tweezers? I know. I was about to say. I was <laughs> you like, need to pick your eyebrows. ADHD is a hell of a drug. <laughs> Eyebrows or nose hair. That's what I thought you might be going for. Um, I heard this, and I'm going to preface be here for a while. with, I could be completely wrong, and it could be completely untrue. But, like, I heard that the dude that was putting it on got busted for, like, stolen valor or some shit, like, a while ago. Stolen And that's, what? like, a that's a big no-no. But, like, see how grimy the, the campaign was to get athletes to sign up. Like, like you're only paying heavies for what recognition you're not paying any of the weight class guys. And all the heavies you paid, you got guys with bigger footprints in the middleweight division and the lightweight division than most of those guys had. So, like, your marketing's all fucked up. And I was asking these questions, like, how are you marketing? Who are you reaching out to? Like, I know what questions to ask, especially with, with like, a, a creator and a content director brain. Like, and I saw how all the graphics were being on. Like, this shit is whack. Like, I, I'm never going <laughs> to. Yeah. The graphics yeah. were a little, a little the, weird. The Marvel stuff, for one, I didn't understand how Marvel didn't, like, Disney will copyright strike you for using Marvel graphics. Like, I don't, for one, you need to have your own graphics thing because, for one, Ragnarok's is just universal, like, mm -hmm. concept. So, like, actually have real Viking stuff. And also, the main thing that's weird about the marketing, to anyone who's doing a show, when you post something about an athlete, tag the athlete. If you're reposting someone else's content, actually like credit that person and also if you're gonna say you invited jamal browner don't have a picture of him <laughs> that's this big and larry wheels that's this big in the same picture it's like that's not the same athlete why did you have larry wheels twice as big like there are these things of like simple things but it is in a world that's pay to play like if you have the money you can just play around apparently which is like yeah, the frustrating part, namely because if these individuals collaborated with people who have good content direction, you would have things going on. And it's like it's it's one of those small things of like, 
little tiny branding things you can do of like when we started this show i called it the strongest opinions and darren was like let's not have a the facebook situation let's call it world's strongest opinions and he like changed the logo we made it better and it's these little things of like just consult people and stuff because if i had started the podcast called it the strongest opinions i guarantee you we wouldn't be sitting here like talking no about this it. this branding's great yeah and it's like these little things of like paying attention to detail because at the end of the day shows need to be stopped people need to stop treating shows like they're a one-time cash grab because mm -hmm. where the money's at is setting up something that's an institution that continues you want repeat customers but a lot of people really they just do a show to like well do a show the problem with strongman in the united states specifically is that it's set up to make revenue off the athletes yeah right so there is no future strongman corp or yeah strongman I mean, corp is really good at making money off the athletes yeah and 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 look i gotta i gotta shout out my buddy james deffenbaugh who puts a lot of effort into strongman corp and i respect the mm -hmm. hell out of him but Strawman Corp has a, a bad history, in my opinion. And, mm -hmm. But I think things are changing for the better. Mm -hmm. um, I hope they do because they're a big yeah. organization and there's so much potential for them to do like really good fucking things for the sport. Yeah. And yeah. I know what? James designed the, the Viking Press at OSG, I think. Yeah, I think James helps a lot, helps Lynn. Quite and that a bit. was the best Viking Press rig I've ever yeah. touched. Dude, James, James is smartest shit, man. He's one of the smartest guys I've ever known in my entire life. Yeah, I called Lynn uh, when I was figuring out mine, like, how do I set this thing up? How do I calculate leverage? And he immediately called James. <laughs> and I heard James talking in the background. And I was like, <laughs> I was like you know what? I'm just going to keep winging it, Lynn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. James is a smart cat, man. No doubt about it. But, yeah. but yeah, I mean, you, I, there's no... The, I've, I've argued this for a long, long time, but if, if Strongman wants to really grow, like I, I hated that whole, you know, when, when USS came about, they talked about growing the sport and their concept of growing the sport was more athletes, right? More, you know, warm bodies because that grew their revenue, right? Sure. From their perspective, that was growth. That was uh, a good business probably decision for them because they, they kind of unlock the code of how to make money in a sport. But the mm -hmm. reality is, is that a real future for the sport where uh, there's payback to the athletes and there's value for the athletes and that, well, I'm sorry, value for the sponsors is by growing an audience. That's true growth, right? Because you can't get sponsorship money into a sport that has no viewership. It's never right. going to happen. Yeah, I, I don't care how hard you try. I don't care what format you use. If you can't attract the audience, you're not going to attract the sponsors and the money. 100%. And th that's where I really like kind of really push the athletes. Like, it's like, hey, this is what we got to do. If we want to get airtime, like we have to put on a show. Yeah. Like you, you have to step into that role knowing that you have obligations. Like, um what I did with the 91 kilo division when it was still clash last year was I sat down and I created gathered stuff from the athletes, got put in the group chat and was like, Hey, send me all nine by 16, you know, vertical format videos, pictures, whatever of competition. If you don't have any competition, training footage is okay. Um, 
and the ladies crushed it. And um, it was outside of the ESPN backbone one on Clash on the Coast. The 91 kilo division was the best performing. The newest division in Clash was the best performing live stream on ADL. And all I did was like, I, I scheduled two girls each each day of the week and then told them, gave them post times. So all we did was market it and yeah. kept steady flow. So we posted it and they posted it. So there's direct kickback. So you have three different platforms every single day getting uh, ADL in their face, knowing so people knew where to watch it. So moving forward, like that's why we did it for Clash on the Coast. And it's a lot of work. And a lot of steps, you know, what we're doing with Pro Strongman League are to make, take the steps to really have our own video, um, but it costs money. Like, sure. you can't get a good videographer free. Like, you got you to pay your media. You got to pay your production. And to become something that people <clears throat> want, you have to have production. There's no way around it. And my expertise isn't even in editing. Like I can edit at a low level, make it good enough for like reels. But like when we do things, I, my, where I shines in direction and, and I have the creative brain, I can basically get the plan provided to production, tell them what to shoot, where to shoot and let them do their thing. And then they come back with the rough. I organize it, kick it back to them. X, Y, and Z. This is how I want it. And then it starts to really get traction. Then the vision starts coming live. Then they start seeing what my brain was imagining. So like I have the creative chaos, but production will and is, and will always be the engine to having an audience because yeah. they are how it gets presented. You, have, yeah. you don't, if production's not existent, like you're going to have to stick to like 1080p and 720p cell phone videos. Like it just, <laughs> that's the nature of the beast and that's why um we're doing that the way we're doing that with psl and uh we really want to be able to have good production for these athletes to highlight those little moments where you see an athlete explode after a good event people eat that shit up because they see that's emotion that's energy that's leftover yeah. residual of weeks and months of training going into that moment into and five minutes <laughs> Months and months of training going into five separate minutes. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think that's important to mention that, like the dimensions of like reels that fill up the phone. It's nice. And also, if you're going to put out a lift, everything at Domino's, they told us, if you don't greet someone in nine seconds when they come through the door, that taints their opinion because people on average need nine seconds to be impressed. If, if your deadlift setup takes more than the 15 second limit for stories, <laughs> Don't like just trim yeah, like tr trim your videos. Like just show us, show us you getting your big breath and then do the lift fast forward or something. But I think people don't always know how to like market themselves, but for events mm -hmm. and stuff like people need that because at the end of the day, it's a click based economy. People need to see things constantly because if you only shout out us, we only post like once a week, it does slow your growth down. Like, we should yeah. be posting regularly and everything. It's just a lot of effort. But for events like that, we um, you want to kind of coordinate all these things. And like, I think part of brief side note about the making money off the athletes for these events, they stop needing to like 
let people have grip shirts, but they can only buy one brand of grip shirt from that company or from that like. Hey, that's the thing. one thing I'm about like, Strongman Corp that drives I'm, me yeah. that yeah. shit crazy. But USS Nationals too. You're only and they're not. They're brand. not even always available. That's yeah. the that's the real bad part about it. Is like yeah. if you're gonna make me buy a specific brand of grip shirt, you better be available. Otherwise, you should not allow everybody to use them. No grip shirts. I don't wear grip shirts. I don't, I don't like, look them. like a fucking fish. <laughs> Dude, you they're don't like so the Aquaman hot. look? They're so hot too. Like how people wear those like all like in USS they're always like are our grip shirts allowed under the under the competition shirt. And people will actually wear it like it doesn't help obviously, but it's like you're just you're you're sweating yourself out, you're dehydrating yourself. They're such a so, I don't but I don't like them. I agree. I did I, though for uss if you do wear a grip shirt underneath the smartest competitors i've seen you can actually cut your comp shirt like a stringer do low cut thing and then cut oh, the sides so actually the grip sticks for it so that's Just like cut a thing. bunch of slits it's yeah. under yeah because <laughs> i've seen people do that so it's literally a stringer the little things over Just the cut like, your contest shirt like a crop top Just yeah let's cut a big square out of it Just yeah cut the, cut the <laughs> entire logo out <laughs> you're like it's underneath but yeah, it is like, I think it's one of these things, though, part of it is because the customer base are the athletes and everything. It's still kind of this idea of it's essentially run like community theater, where it's just your friends and family coming to watch you do improv and everything, except at least with improv, it's free to do. It's Whereas this, like you pay $150 and you have to buy a specific grip shirt and you have to do all this training for it. It's like, run like comedy theater. That's <laughs> true. Comedy improv, where the rules are just made up and the points don't <laughs> they just, matter. They just, they just make it up as they go. Yeah. That's but, a good rep. That one's not. It's true. And I think that's the main thing is starting to call these things out. And I think it is good that people are doing Yeah, it's that bullshit because, that you force that yeah. a certain grip shirt's okay just because that's the one you sell. That's bullshit. Stop doing it. Like, yeah, I agree. I haven't done Strongman Corp since I won, I think, in 2017. Because I, like, even then, like, I was kind of like, this was really expensive just to say I'm a national champion in a weight class no one cares about. Dude. So yeah. I didn't go back. And it, it, granted, it was the 20th anniversary and it was in Vegas. And that was part of why I went and never been to Vegas. Oh, that would be fun. Cool, but, like. Was know. it only the twentieth like anniversary? I thought they started in like ninety. Did they start ninety seven? Hmm? I thought it was earlier than that. I don't know. I don't. Might have been ten years. I don't. I, I, yeah, well, no, they started in the nineties. So, well, I mean, Nat Nass started in the nineties, right? North American Strongman. Yeah. Willie Wessel started it in in the with Dion in the in the nineties, and then you know the whole divorce thing. She. She won it, and that's why USS exists now. And the funny part was, this is even funnier, is when you won in the 200-pound division, you got an invite to the Arnold. In 2017, there was no 200-pound division at the Arnold. Really? I was competing as 231s. Hmm. So if you won as a 200, you got invited to – so back then, I think Podium got invites to the Arnold. Now it's top 20%. So yeah. you've not created what was supposed to be an elite and earned contest <clears throat> just by that strategy alone goes, well, why did you have to raise the pool 
if it wasn't money focused. Because True. now you've created what a contest that was elite and well a very sought after contest for people to go and win and earn the pro card. Now you have a bunch of fillers. Like it's takes longer. There's already fucking two hundred thousand people at this event already. Like you've just kind of ruined like it made me not want to go back to Arnold. I was like and then I recently found out it was two hundred pound division and I emailed Dion to see like what the qualifications were. I was like, hey, is there any, I even asked, I was like, can I get an invite? Because I know you guys have invited people in the past. Like, I'm going to show up and I'm going to, I'm going to be on podium. Like, what, what's the, like, there's nothing left for me to qualify for. And then, um, she was like, the problem is when we invite people that haven't won in the past, that haven't qualified, athletes got mad. I was like, well, was it athletes that they beat? <laughs> like, Okay, be be mad about making something more competitive. Like it's 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 not like people get invited to worlds. People like um, I don't like the whole invite thing though. I I just I think uh, I think I think people need to earn world. people need to earn their place at the table, man. Yes, it, it, and like, now it's when, pretty much that be, way. I think. Be, well, it's not world. though. Still, it's not though because they invite. Um, I mean, how many? Americans, for instance, I mean, Tyler Cotton. Um, uh, help me out here, John. I'm drawing up. I, I mean, like Wesley Claiborne. The Wesley Claiborne, lovers. thank like, you. Yeah, those two, those two like, specifically have missed out for World Strongest Man inviting much weaker athletes. Yeah, weaker performing, does, weaker what? performing and, and fewer achievements. What's that? Sorry, I'm at <laughs> what's okay, what's pa, what's Pao Dwyer won though? I just need an answer to this question. Why is he always invited to things? What he's won personality the, man, he's the funniest Irishman. <laughs> he's, he's he's funny. He's good on camera. That that's really like that's true. He's but, a, so that's really he's what you should. He's do. an off contest, off off contest floor highlight reel. Yeah, like we know they they know he's not going to take a spot up in the finals or even probably come close, but. He provides a lot of like comedic value. Like that's what I say. Like he's figured out the entertainer part. Do I think with guys out there like Claiborne and and other people, he deserves to be there? Like no, he's taking up a spot for sure. Mm -hmm. um, but there's a lot of pol politics involved with organizations like IDM or IGM, who's I believe the producer. Yeah. Uh, well, it's World a TV Party. show. It's a TV show at the end of the day to them, right? Mm -hmm. it, and it's not. It's less of a sport and it's more of a t TV show, and that's how they draw their audience is by entertaining people. And you know, I one one of the things that stands out for me is my first time in competing at at the SCL under the U105s was their producer. Um, actually, not their was it their producer or was it the? I think it was actually Marcel who told me, so he was the more or less the MC. You know, he told me, he said, being, being an athlete is, is great and all, but what brings the full package is being, like you said, entertaining in front of the camera. Mm -hmm. And those are, and, and, you know, they're all old school. They came from uh world strongest man. They were all part of that before if split off and then they split from Issa or something like that. And SCL was created. Um, so there was that big split where, Issa and SEL was created from World's Strongest Man. So, like, that whole concept is 
very much alive there. And they they do the more or less the same thing that Will Strange Man does, right? Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, there is a lot of value to that entertainment. The character that you bring um, is going to get you the invites because it, it attracts the audience that attracts the money, right? And they're, and and that's how they survive as an organization. That's but, true. But it's unfortunate when you look at it from a sporting perspective that people are getting invites over people who are athletes, right? Yeah. There's characters getting invites over athletes. Yes. Yeah. And I think I think you can – like it's great seeing people starting to fuse the two of like Tyler Davis, shout out, amazing sponsored athlete, World Strongest Opinions, and CJ Krause. Like they're hilarious to like have that like back and forth and like yeah, they're little like, banter's stir things up. Off. Yeah, and I think people need to <laughs> like, realize it's a like win-win you can for, have that for yeah. at least the ninety kilo division. However, that plays out because I would love to see wrecked <laughs> by the Alabama Hammer in uh, <laughs> thing, like yes. or vice versa the Giant Slayer thing. Like it's gonna be funny no matter what the outcome is. It's Nikki Kraus, I think is I think is what it's turned into. Yeah, Nikki Kraus. <laughs> Nikki Kraus. <laughs> he's owned it, man. He's owned it. So uh I think uh That's true. Like he's I a mean, great performer. I think Tyler Davis needs to get Nikki Kraus tattooed on his <laughs> on his body somewhere if he loses. <laughs> but, but I think that's the important thing. Is like it's nice seeing athletes start to do that because I think a lot of people and it's easy, like people they're like, Oh, I'm just gonna be silent and quiet and then just come up and win. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah, that might work. Like, yeah, you can do that. That is a route. But there are people who just like are really good performers and yeah. everything. Like you you either have to be incredibly strong or a good performer. If you see what is like Jamal Browner is actually like his YouTube channel, pretty standard, kind of like a little bit boring, but his lifts are amazing and stuff. But you can't necessarily do that if you're not that level of athlete. Like you kind of you gotta be a bit of bull. I think going. you really yeah. have to be you a bit of bull. Both. You have to be yeah. a great athlete and you have to be a good a great entertainer because because again, I mean Andrew Clayton, a good example of that. Yeah. Oh, he's a great yeah. entertainer. He, he'll draw yeah. eyes he because you don't know he what does draw eyes. Agree. Yeah. You Agreed. know, when he went on his rant with a stone in his lap, like it was it was great. <laughs> that was amazing. I Dude. had no idea what he was talking about. I was just kind of like I was standing it didn't there matter. Like, like waiting, I was like, I don't know what's happening, but he's just pointing and yelling. I was like, I'm along for this ride. It doesn't matter, dude. He was like, <laughs> he was just expending tons of oxygen and then did one more rep. Yeah, yeah. For anybody that has done, uh, you know, any of the strongman events, can probably relate to how like ridiculous that example of energy expenditure was, and then to complete one final rep just for the hell of it. <laughs> It's insane it, to me. That that's an iconic moment. Just him it yelling. Is. Two years, two years. You didn't invite me and pointing at people, like just holding it with one <laughs> hand and just like yelling, and then just kind of gets half a brace and just throws it over. You're like, well, from what I understood deep. after that, like I didn't know what he was talking about. All the people that he was talking about were no longer a part of it. Right. <laughs> yeah. So all the athletes were kind of scratching their head, and I know what was going on. I was just like. Yeah, he means it. He means it. That's all that matters, man. So that's the fusion of like that's I what you like, really I was just like, I got front of seat to whatever's happening right now. And I, I'm just I'm just here riding lightning. <laughs> yeah. And I think people need to um kind of own that of like give a performance of like um Nico Chapralis on our show. Like 
when he was at the Ragnarok Games, gave Dude, one he's... of the best, like, just opening speeches of just in Miami, just saying, Fucking fuck amazing. the dog, fuck the Dolphins. Like, I'm here in Miami. <laughs> he was like, the Dolphins suck. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, that's oh, what man. that's what people need is a part of that, yeah. like, the character, because a part of it, they have the right idea because it's the audience that you want to bring. It's not just bringing in more athletes. You want people to actually want to watch your stuff. So, for one... People need to make watchable content. They need to make watchable marketing materials. And like the recipe is actually not that hard if promoters are there it's, to do it. It's right. the time. It's the time. That's hard. It's true. That's yeah. I mean, I think it's which is true. It's the I commitment. Mean... <laughs> it's the commitment. Right. Because I've always said too, like there are sponsors out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you look at the NFL. I mean, they're an extreme example, of course. But do they raise like 14 billion dollars a year in sponsorship? alone mm-hmm. right so it's out there right people have to put in the time and the effort to go out and and do the do the dirty work and put their face in front of people and do the selling you know you can't yeah. do that on email it doesn't work because nobody <laughs> you get e- emails no if a company gets an email like asking for sponsorship it goes right into the trash can right well, it's, it's not even that they that sponsors now have to see you have a display skill set when it comes like right. media, like social media. How are you displaying sure. your other sponsors? Right. So yeah. that's another one. Why production is so important for 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 people trying to get sponsors and why, like, even is like an athlete, you're not a camera guy. You need to learn at least bare minimum how to just clip stuff up on reels like mm-hmm. TikTok, whatever. Like it's. Like you yeah. need to have like, oh, it's, I don't have any sponsors. Well, okay, let's see. What are you doing here? Like, let's let's watch. Like, you post the same shit every time. Like, it's not it's not entertaining. There's nothing. Like, I watch it because I know you personally, and like, <laughs> it's cool. Like, oh, it's PR. Fuck yeah, dude. But like, from marketing standpoint, there is nothing you're adding value wise. Yeah, because there's a reason why stories have that 15 second time limit. Like you need to wow people right there. If like you can have the best thing in the world, but if it's if you're gonna show me a 15 minute walk up and it's this big on the screen with a bunch of black above it, like how many people are actually gonna watch that? And I think a part of it is just like it does take time though, and it takes energy. And I think a part of it realizing the people who are at the top of like Tyler Davis, like Andrew Clayton, realizing that you need to market yourself to get up there and everything mm-hmm. it's the whole deal like your strength will speak for itself but also you need to make like watchable content and everything there's incredibly incredibly strong people with like less than a thousand followers on social media yeah. absolutely no i see that all the time and i think that's that's the main thing is like to realize that i mean this shows now we're not yet a year old and stuff but like if you get stuff out there enough people start to notice these things. And I think it's hard though, because it is like, it's awkward putting yourself out there for it and everything. But it's amazing to me to watch some of the craziest lifts I've seen on Instagram or by accounts who have the same amount of followers as we do. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, that's insane to me. Like you just, or the people who just post them as a series of videos. So it's not even popping up in the real system. It's like, you have to, actually put stuff out there like you see the like, dude that's like deadlifting like with a, like a three-foot deficit <laughs> <laughs> mark rosenberg <laughs> oh yeah 
He's standing in <laughs> a box with like plates Dead. and he has to remove like a ceiling tile. Oh, yeah. yeah Mark was on our show. Yeah, Deadly Slip, man. Mark yeah, he's, he's a friend of the show, man. <laughs> yeah. um, he, he was on the show? Yeah, yeah. he's been on twice. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's so good. Twice. No yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, Mark. We love Mark. Right. He put a camera in the ceiling. So when he like popped up, you got to see him like, I was like, that's fucking genius. Yeah. He, <laughs> and his marketing, the crazy thing. Do you want to hear crazy growth from him? Is at the beginning of 2021 or at the end of 2021, he had 75 Instagram followers. He has like over 40,000 or something now. And when we yeah. had him on the show between the two episodes, he j had just hit 10,000 followers on the first episode we had him on. And by the reunion one, just a few months later, he was like up past 20,000 and stuff. And it is that like, yeah. it's making funny content and stuff. Because now at this point he's had, I think both him and Atlas Power Shrugged are actually now sponsored by Bells of Steel or they get free equipment from these people. Yeah. And I'm like, nice. that's just being an internet lifter and stuff. Like, Yeah, I think that's just being an idiot for other people's it's like, true. Laugh. He's a he's a hero. He's not an idiot. <laughs> Did I... well, like, like I'm talking. The well, I mean, of, like, some of the stuff that he does is borderline. I'm using like idiot and like, <laughs> like, it's like in in practice, like it is mm -hmm. useless. It is stupid. It he's is being an idiot, but he's being an idiot strategically. Yes. Yeah, because yeah. and that's the thing people don't realize is all of them are getting those cool old school plates now that have like the man lifting and like the pole goes through the center. So it's funny and mm -hmm. everything like all those guys are getting free equipment and stuff now. And you have strongmen who have been competing for years and years, not getting free equipment. It's like there is a way to do these things because <clears throat> people want to have their eyes in front of stuff like Bells of Steel. I was surprised when they sent Atlas Power Shrugged some like equipment to just tagging a thing. And I think there are ways to do that. Like there is growth because you realize we're a small sport and everything, but what is it? Um, I forget. Uh, Joe actually was telling us that there's like 15,000 registered athletes or something. No, like there is me. a market for these things. You are. Awesome. I actually, I actually legitimately did a market study um, <laughs> on Strongman to see how much money the average athlete spends every year um to compete and whether it was you know on travel lodging or if it was equipment so on and so forth so i actually put out a survey um and and i did a lot of uh background work going through the archives of strawman corp and and uh uss and and compiled some data and, and came to uh, a rough estimate of rough about fifteen thousand active strawman athletes in the united states alone yeah that's that's a decent market base and i think yeah. trying to like reach those people of like mark is an incredible marketer and like talking to him he just does stuff and everything but it's good lighting it's always good video format and yeah. it's entertaining and i think people oftentimes don't realize those simple things i remember my coach actually when i was still being coached for strongman stuff was like he told me he was like get a light in front of you get some nice background lighting and like it, it will instantly improve show quality and stuff like it's crazy darren's upgraded his setup and now like pete you notice it in how viewer retention rates and yeah. stuff these little things matter and i think because i started like over like 50 percent of our episodes were just on my phone but i, <laughs> I, I was like unemployed for like the first that's true that is like fair. half or like 60 percent of our our existence and i had i had no i mean i probably could have but it was just you know not the right time to spend but, money when you're unemployed i mean i'm using <laughs> 
I'm like, with these little things though, of like Mark mm -hmm. is a genius marketer and you have to have like those fun things of like these fun lights in the background, they're like 25 bucks off Amazon. It's just, he'll tell you though that he lights. doesn't do anything special. It just happened. organically. Oh yeah. No, he's, he's <laughs> like, he's like, I just do stuff. And I'm like, for one, he's insanely strong with like the random stuff he does. I still he's like, strong. Yeah, yeah. Cause he's the one who did five fifty. If anyone breaks this there, I, we need to do something about it, but he did five fifty from the floor and he's over six. Zercher from the floor. And just like watching his back, I've never seen a rounded back more rounded than that. Dude, he didn't deadlift pounds. it to his lap like most strongmen do. He yeah. he did he did his prison zercher man straight from the floor. Get yeah. that fifty stone. <laughs> he does his his also he has a great one where he does he does a one arm zercher carry with an Atlas stone that he has his kettlebell handle attached, standing on two other Atlas stones. So it's like a three hundred pound Atlas stone hanging on his elbow. Great content. Mark, nice. if you're watching this, you're just the best. That's <laughs> like, like that the dude going viral. I hope you have good insurance, like, Mark. <laughs> he'd be like awesome. doing pull-ups with like a couch underneath of him. <laughs> yeah. Like you got to make some entertaining things. Because I think like at the end of the day, do fun things. Also, if you're mm -hmm. an athlete watching this, the, the first one to send us this, if you send us proof of you contesting your own down call, I'll, I'll Venmo you a hundred bucks. <laughs> Especially if you're like, if you're in the top three for your event and you contest your own down event, a hundred bucks is waiting for whoever. I don't this. want this, this world record. <laughs> it did not meet my standards. <laughs> just I mean, be, that would be, yeah. seriously, that I don't think be there could be anything more noble and legendary yeah. to the sport for somebody to say, like, I'm not happy with that. It didn't meet standard. And I'm not saying, like, you know, it was a little off. Nah, you got to be savage about it. Yeah. You got to be savage about it. Be like, nah, that wasn't a good rep. Give me a different judge. I yeah. think because the thing is, yeah, that would you, be incredible. Be like, yeah. I mean, that's what it's going to take, probably. And, I mean, honestly, the athletes have got to be part of raising the standard, right? And that's kind of goes back to, um, I believe uh, Emmanuel Pascari had his uh, vlog and everything weighed. I think Luke Davis has some footage of it. We can always ask Emmanuel too. Mm -hmm. um, but, but I mean, that's what it's going to take. It's for the athletes to going in and saying, hey, I want my world record to be as legitimate as possible. These are the steps that I want to take to make sure that it's legitimate. You know, mm -hmm. we're not asking for the world. You know, let's just let's weigh it on 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 a calibrated scale to prove that it is the weight that we say. And give me, you know, make sure that I'm like I'm locked out. And it is like it's going to take a part of like athletes acknowledging these things, because one interesting moment, because for one, I don't understand why Circus Dumbbells always such a weird call. But at the Rogue Invitational, watching Martins Lisi's, he goes up, hits it. Here's the down call and puts it back on his shoulder and like gives this weird questioning look to the judge. And then he was like, I guess like and just drops it. But like athletes know when it did when it wasn't a good rep. Yeah. And I think we have this thing where more and more people, as soon as they hear it, they're just like, whatever. And it's like, if it is a good thing, if a judge too, wanted to, you could hold it for more than a one. Too many athletes, though, I see in videos are practicing. Oh, they're training yeah. to drop the implement right away. And, mm -hmm. and I think it's a very bad uh, practice, right? You're, you're teaching yourself bad habits to not hold the weight in lockout. Yeah. It's like if you only ever train deadlifts, 
and you drop the deadlift at the top every time. Like for powerlifting, they're like, don't train like that because you can mess up your form. And like you want to train how well, if you drop the bar in powerlifting, it's a no rep. Yeah. And that, I think there is like, why would you a train that? Ground. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think a little bit of like one of these things when people are, they were saying like, I saw a post, I think it was like, uh, I forget, Josh Lancaster or someone had a post recently of saying like, when you train log, don't always train the easiest way to do things. Like yes. don't always just like push press and then like drop right away. Wait, like, you, you mean I shouldn't things. train to like do a poundstone <laughs> style freaking hitch on the deadlift? Also, right, that... like set it on my lap and take take a a tea break. <laughs> I've, hey, I've practiced that. I have it in the in the arsenal. There is what was it? Someone did last year's Battle Axe Showdown. There was a guy who did the axle deadlift, gets it past his knees, squats down, and lets it roll to his hips, and then stood up with it. And they allowed it because it wasn't against the rules. What about and the that, guy that like slammed, like just like he like just got, oh, slammed yes. the bar Scott down rebounded. and all that rebound because he was yeah. like he wasn't getting it on the first pull. Scott like, Baker's he was, dead, he was in a deadlock. Yeah, slams it down, gets the rep. Yeah. I mean, the at the same bounce. time though, like yeah. strongman, I will. I, I mean, I've said this for a long time too. Like this is a little contrary to some of the standardization <laughs> co- talk that I say, but strongman is for cheating. And, and I find it always, like, amazing how clever some people are with skirting the rules. Yeah, because shout out Scott Baker with the Baker bounce. Like, that's one of, that that was one of the most shared deadlift videos. I'm like, I mean, totally it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I'm but totally I mean, on board with asking for forgiveness and not permission. If it's, yeah. like, not a room someone does that, I'm going to be like, damn. I'm like... <laughs> Yeah. yeah. If it's something that hasn't been established or we it's haven't like, seen, like, why didn't I think of that? That's what always comes to my head is like, why would I? I would never have thought to do that in a million yeah. years. Slam the yeah, I'm, I'm like, motherfucker. <laughs> I know. And people posted, they were like, they were like, is it okay to jerk a deadlift? I was like, hi. When people, they were like, have you seen the deadlift jerk? I was like, wait. <laughs> What are you talking about? They're like, yeah, this is how you jerk a deadlift. You get it to your knees, bounce it down, and then just... You slam that bitch down, dude. You slam it. And then bounce back up. But yeah, Scott Scott is a hilarious athlete. And it's these little moments of like being... You can be a showman and do fun things and stuff. So it is a little bit contrary because we have two parts of the show because people always make fun of it. They're like, World Strongest Opinions is 95%. We need standards. We need a serious sport. And then 5% just the goofiest shit that you'll ever see. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, you need to have that fun side of things because that's what does help like promote things. But I think you need to understand when you're being goofy and you need to understand when you're being serious. And I think a little bit of like, I mean, the same thing you see now of like whenever people train their deadlifts and they just mm-hmm. hitch every single rep. If you're doing a deadlift for reps, you shouldn't be hitching anything. Maybe the last one, if you overshot like your exertion, but like, yeah, training, like hitch, I trained up figure eights. Yeah. I've so I hitched like my last two at OSG, but once that power starts to fade, like once I get it to the knees, like that's when I, I, people hitch differently like some people ramp yeah like right. i crest my knees and literally shift my butt to it and then i pop up like there's a strategic place to 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 hitch and mm-hmm. there's ways you can do it so that you do save your back a little bit on certain reps um and if it's allowed fucking hitch who cares 
Like it, True. it's allowed in our sport. Like, yeah, we can't pull sumo. We can't bench sumo. That's what I call this shit. Um, <laughs> like, we're we're allowed to pick something up and put it over our head in most cases by any means necessary. On the 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 one thing that needs to be set in stone is fucking lockouts. Yeah, it's true. That's it. That's it. Everything yeah, that's else, it. I agree with that. strong man. Yeah. Just lock it the fuck out and have control over it. Lock it out. Have control. <laughs> Be stable. Make eye contact with the fucking judge. Like the weird thing to <laughs> me it. is like if you look at like the old strongman videos where they would like do log and just rest it on their head for a bit, and then they would do a good lockout. People are like, you're not, you can't rest it on your head anymore, but you're allowed to just kind of like this is a lockout. You're like, I'd much rather watch people rest a log on their head right. for a bit and then have a good lockout. Like. Instead, this is this, this like is a good thing. lockout today for the world record. <laughs> just do the ziz thing, just like. But it is like I. It will take like athletes doing it. So if anyone contests their down call, that would be hilarious to me. Just you know, be like, nope. I was. This Camby is a dear friend of mine. I love him to death. As a human, as an athlete, I have a lot of fun with Camby. But I was shocked at his circus demo world record. Yeah. We were too. We were too. We feel the same about Kambi. And so like, it's hard to talk about when it is, when you have that much respect for somebody. Right. Um, and you do me have that respect. You care about him. You don't want to hurt, you know, you're not out to be malicious or anything. And that's why I think we say a lot, a lot of times, like it's important to remind everybody that, you know, it's not about the athlete. It's not. Yeah. We're, we're I not can feel that way about his world record, but still feel the exact same way about Kambi. Like, yeah. That yeah. doesn't make me look at Cam- at Camby any less. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, obviously, insanely freaking strong. Like, there's no yeah. question about the the fact that that Camby, you know, I mean, he, I mean, he was extraordinarily dominant in the U105s. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, given a little time, he's going to be a powerhouse in the opens. There's no question about his pressing he's power. He's so wide right now. Yeah, like, dude, he's thick. As have you seen him from like no homo? <laughs> Have you seen him from the back? Yeah, he's a wide like he's a wide individual. <laughs> he's a very it's wide like individual. he reminds me of like the back in the eighties when bodybuilders would wear those goofy big ass suits and you'd see him walking and just like super wide. I'd love to see him in one of those oversized nineties style suits, like <laughs> like he'll be hard or something. Like if if he did that, Nicholas Canby would be a reality. Nicholas Canby. <laughs> Nicholas Canby. That needs to be that needs to be reinforced more. It's true. Nicholas is such a good name, but it it is like the the thing where it is all about the judging though. It's over eager judges <clears throat> at the time these days, because it feels like judges are more afraid of like taking away someone's record than they are of just giving someone a rep. And it's like, that's a bad, like that leaves a bad taste in everyone's it's mouth. Bad, it's a bad standard and everything. Yeah. Cause then it is this weird thing of like, they'll be like, well, well cause that, I mean, cause with world's strongest that. man, that was the whole like concept allegedly with why they started giving loose down commands is because the dumbbells were so big and un- unwieldy. Right. Well, well, first of all, you should have freaking tested this shit. It's world's strongest man before the, fucking show like that's amateur level bullshit in my opinion yeah um but secondly like too fucking bad like if they don't get i'd rather see them miss than than the shit that they let pass yeah 
but also it's that testing thing. I don't know how with the truck pull, we don't do laser timing. So the truck was so <laughs> light that you had people tying within a 10th of a millisecond. Like that's how, be how, how are happening. you the pinnacle of the sport and you're not testing events before the, it is, it show. is the controversial idea though. Some people they're like, it's at what point do we admit that world's strongest man and Magnus are not like the peak of the sport as far as judging and events and stuff. It's hard. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, it, it does have the title. I'll, I'll say it. Having world's strongest in your title does help you a ton and everything. But at some point, you also want to have the world's strongest production. Why did we have a judge sitting on his ass on a on an event where you had to carry down back? Uh, like a Oh, the, why was and, there only one judge? That's the bigger question. Because per Pablo got the down signal when I sent that to you, and you were like, you were like, well, I mean, they knew it's a twenty meter penalty if you don't touch the line. It's like you have the guy gives See, him. The that's down what thing. I was unsure of. Yeah, he was signaled. Yeah, here's what you have to understand: you have a someone who is English is not their first language, mm -hmm. an environment that's very loud. Yeah, and you give a down signal, whether it be from a distance. Or wherever it comes from, it needs to be very clear. So at that point, okay, the athletes knew going into this is a twenty, it's a one run penalty if you don't cross the line on the other end. Mm -hmm. But that changes if he got given the all good signal from whomever in the in the officials, mm -hmm. then it's not solely on Pavlo. Yeah. Because if he was told he was good, you can't see anything over Husafel. Yeah, because he got the down thing. If if someone just does this motion to you, so that's to a them universal slam him with thing. a penalty that would be for his own for his own fault, and there was a factor of a, he was told he was good. You've got to find a fucking middle ground. Make it five meters, however long the turn is. Yeah, and like, even something because you can't because at that point, yeah, like a slide penalty. You've got to hold your judge accountable, and that's the issue. Yeah, like that is there was a. Um, my bag got stuck at 20, 2021, the year I won. My last bag got stuck at the top. Time expired. It then fell back down to my side after time was up. So I went over. I was like, hey, did this count? And I had uh, my camera guy with me who, shoot, who was shooting in 5K on like Netflix grade shit. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he had it. So it, he had it down to like the 100th of a second. And um, so I went over to Lynn. I was like, hey, man, you know, my bag fell back towards me after time expired. So as the time expired, my bag, if it got hung up on top, it was counted as good. So as it was. You're talking about throwing, official, throwing base, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah it was yeah. up there during the time. So for the duration of the event. My bag was on top of it. Time expired. Then it fell. So my question was, is this good or is it not? And it was like, what did, I'm like, can we check with the judge? Can we like, so he goes to the judge and said it didn't hang up there long enough. It has to be like a half a second or more. I was like, they don't know I'm equipped to answer this question. They thought like, I'd be like, damn, okay. Wasn't long enough. So I go back to camera. Patrick walks up, he goes, got you. It was like 0.75 of a second or something, or it was like two seconds or something, but it exceeded what I was told for it to count. And then when I provided evidence, 
I that's when the irritation came in. It's like judge said it doesn't count. I'm sticking with the judge. It's like that's that's not how you handle this situation. Just because your judge said so. <clears throat> I I met the standards for what it was a good rep. And at that point I was just trying to prove a point. It was no longer whether it was good or not. I didn't care anymore about getting the points at that point. A, you're affecting potential thousands of dollars in my pocket. Mm-hmm. So just because the judge said so is a bullshit reason. And I understand that you have overstimulation. You're the guy running the show. And everything that I talk about here and I say about Lynn is is not news to him. I, you know, mm-hmm. after OSG, I called him directly like, hey, this is what I have a fucking problem with. So he hears it first. So I'm not I'm not telling secrets or talking behind his back. He's not gonna find anything new here. Um <clears throat> But what, what I was frustrated with is how that I never like to answer well the judge said so. If I have videotape showing down to the hundredth of a second, showing you that that standard meant what your judge said, but your judge still says it's not good, then w- what is your standard? Because I can't win. Like, you have set me up for failure, and you've set other athletes up for failure. If you gave me X, Y, and Z is why I didn't count, and it did meet X, Y, and Z, then what is it? So... Like that was when, when I heard the judge said, so it's done. I was like, that pisses me off. Yeah. I'll be a problem. Cause that, that I is went stones with that in my brain and then smash stones. So <laughs> you got to do it twice but in a row with the bags though. Here is, here's the official policy, at least on this half of world strongest opinions is that if it's on the bar, you need to provide people with a pole. And if they can push the bag over the bar with the pole that you provide, that should be considered a good rep. I did. I had that at a comp and it was the best. That's actually really good. I, of like, yeah. Cause you're, you're going to hate me, Nick. Down. You're going to hate me for this, but I think <laughs> it just needs to go over the fucking bar. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. But I mean, uh, the rules are, I mean, if they say that in the rules, right, that's one thing, mm-hmm. but so, but I mean, so if you watch the video to, to give you the full picture, my bag went up and it landed and the board yeah. oh, and dumb. then flicked it off. Yeah. yeah. Nope. So like that's the thing that does suck about about bags and not having the right kind of uh bar. It has to be like super because they are soft and it can it I don't know, that's why you should fill them with rubber rubber um that rubber shit that, that rogue sells. Because yeah. then they get packed and round, and they and do not cool. sag, right? Because mm-hmm. when you put sand in them, they sag, and that's what happens. You can solve that problem by putting. Um, I agree. That ground up rubber filler because they will not filler. sit up there if they're full. No, that's true. There's no either, way they will. Either fill your bags or get one of our 150 dollar poles yeah. that you can just push. Them and that's actually really not bar. that expensive, man. I think I think it's like 30 bucks, and you can like fill. Yeah. Or just five bags full of it, and then and then I put I put lead shot in mine. Like I fill them full of rubber, and then weighed them down with lead shot. Or you make a rounded top, and it's way less Hmm. likely to have a shelf. There you go. Hmm. There's so many good ideas there. But it was just whether whether the bag count or not, I I don't really care. Especially at this point, it was just a matter of how I was told. It's what the judge said, and that is not okay. Yeah. Yeah. So like. We can no longer have the judge's God mentality. Like, That's judges true. are human. They need to be treated as human. They make mistakes. There's no reason I should have had a tied yoke time at 2022 or what years was 2022 OSG. Yeah. You're telling You're... me I tied yeah. perfectly with someone on a yoke time. The whole purpose for a timed 
carry is to avoid split times and sharing points, right. especially in a final. Well, that kind of gets back to like John John said earlier. I mean, I, I mean, maybe maybe OSG is not the right example for using this, but it's not a very expensive option to use track and field laser. Uh, yeah. timers like you can get them for less than less than a thousand bucks for multiple I think lanes, Lynn's man. considering it because that would have <clears throat> solved two big headaches for him yeah uh, as far as I mean we should be there back. we should be there world's strongest man Arnold you know SCL all those bigger organizations should yeah. definitely be there uh OSG probably has the means to be probably should be there as well um but I agree with on the judging side because not only not only like what you had said, but they're not even officially trained or certified. Mm-hmm. There's no standardization in judging, even, right? Yeah. They just show up. And they just show course. up, and like everybody's like, I've never been to a show where all the judges are on the same page. <laughs> Wait, two C pro strongman league. That's yeah, I've heard good, good. things about that because well, I, I know. Do, I mean, Tyler, yeah. I know Tyler and I like we're so much on the same page with so many of these topics. It's awesome. Well, I, I'm really excited. Time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We've never had him on the show. Yeah. No, we've never had Who? Tyler on the show yet. <laughs> Tyler Perdue. Oh, he'll come on, dude. Yeah. I, on yeah, he should. I'm, <laughs> uh, I'm really excited. I'm really hopeful. I'm really busy. There's, there's a really great inside joke here. Yeah. We'll, we'll yeah. tell you. We'll tell you, we'll really... tell you after. <laughs> <laughs> Which I realize we usually, Darren would be the one who's. Been, yeah. It's been no, over just... an hour. I have to go. I like talking to Nick. So Before yeah, we, get we, off, probably, we probably I'm need to. Say, I know most people won't watch this far. I was I have a chip on my shoulder against OSG. I do not. I think they're doing a lot of good things that are promoting the sport. Yeah. I think them having the SBD World Strongest Man title for all the all the weight divisions is a great fucking thing. Um, I believe this this past year was the first year where they were actually pot Lynn was actually in the positive for his own money he put into it oh, versus wow. got back. So they are doing a lot of good things. There's a lot of problem solving going on. Because it's only getting bigger, there's only more pressure. So let me say that I think everything they did with the hurricane standard, the adjustment and times of the events, I think they absolutely fucking crushed. Um, we just gotta do better judging. That's it. That's true. That's the whole message of this one. Also, that's the I, whole message of world strongest opinions. That's true. Do that's like that's like our foundation. Have good standards. Yeah. <laughs> we built the whole show. Yeah. On. That's true. That's that was literally our first so, episode. Yeah. So if I offended anyone, well, then you probably have to do better. That's true. If you're offended, <laughs> take note of the name of this podcast, and then rethink. <laughs> then rethink why you're actually offended. Then you get a little warning label underneath the <laughs> red and white, like warning. <laughs> we, that's why I actually put the topic that says objectively correct, just to mess with people. Be like, they're objectively may cause seizures. <laughs> I'm like, they're they're just opinions. But yeah, it's, it's funny been, I'm on here because I'm wrong about shit all the fucking time. I know that's the, that's the best though. It's like, my wife. My wife always asks me jokingly, "What do you know?" And I'm like, "We've covered this a million times." I know absolutely fucking nothing. <laughs> Here's a soundbite for you to clip on, put on Instagram. At some point in the show, I was probably definitely absolutely talking out of my ass and was totally wrong about it. <laughs> Thank you for the promo clip for tomorrow. I'll put it up as a collab post about 7, 8 p.m. your time. I'll have a little collab post. If you have your phone. Otherwise, it'll just disappear. Into um, <laughs> you have my email, right? Oh, I do have your email. Okay. So check in with me tomorrow evening 
because what I'm going to do, it's like almost 10 here. Uh, what I'm probably going to go do is run to Walmart and see if I can find a wireless charger because it's not charging. Oh, yeah. And uh, see if that works to at least get me through to when I get my new phone. Yeah. Um, to at least have me like not in the Stone Age. <laughs> Even though I look like it. I know um, that beard is magnificent. <laughs> I was like, especially when you take the hat off, that's like a peak look right there. Yeah, you look like what's a, like Dude. there's there's a character in Sweet Tooth that you look like on Netflix. Have you seen that show? Is that good? Uh, he, yeah, it's a good show. At least the first season. Second season is kind of like neither here nor there. But there's a character like, who looks there's, like, there's like every show on Netflix. <laughs> yeah. We have so many good clips at the last bit. Like people will be like. It's that's how we know our true fans is they'll like know these sound bites at the very end. And I'm like, okay, so you watch the whole thing. <laughs> sometimes people are like mention something, like they'll be like, they're like, you didn't clarify this person's name. I'm like, we did if you watched five minutes longer than you did. We're getting yeah. better at that's pronouncing true. people's names. Yeah, Luke Davis. Like that's it's Luke coming Davis. more and more natural I'm so, after I'm so proud of myself for pronouncing it totally oh, by accident man. properly. That's like it just true. came out right, and I was just like Yes. So Luke Davies is actually pronounced Luke Davis. Yeah, yeah. that's that's actually one of the. Yes. Uh, it's a new. He's it's British. One of our he's, new he's things. wrong. No, he's, he's from, it's the British who said it's that. The British he's, mispronounced it and said it's Davies. The Welsh it's people. It's the Queen's yeah. English, bruv. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, do you have any closing words though before we tell you some no. awesome stories? No. Um, I appreciate you allowing me to join the honorable two for club. Do you have anybody that's true. more than two? Two, I'm trying to think. Have... Andrew Clayton has been on three times. Oh, yeah. Andrew Clayton is the king. We yeah. do. That makes sense. He's very opinionated. That's true. Yeah. He is. And also, yeah. He has a lot to say, which is which makes our job really easy. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, it's like, it's, it's hard <laughs> when guests don't talk very much, which it'll be interesting yeah. if we ever get to talk to Tyler Perdue because he's somewhat of a quiet guy. Um, closing, <laughs> closing statements. None of this is personal. Uh, I mean, Magnus for Mag, just he's a terrible judge. Um, <laughs> great star. He was a great star, man. Dude, great strong he, man. He's not terrible Shit at up. everything. I've heard um, that he's a really, really personable individual. Oh, he's so um, nice. Also, yeah, I've never met him in person. But Magnus? A, yeah. Yeah, very heard, nice. Very nice. Yeah, dude. he's a great he's, human he's being. He's a judge. Like, yep. That's true. Like, I'm, I like to think I'm nice, but I'm not great at tying my shoes. Yeah, <laughs> I, I break a sweat every time I try. Time you I have to like breathe and brace to go down. <laughs> I do have to breathe and brace when I go. I just roll on my back. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's that's the way to do it. But yeah, that's um, do child do child's pose. <laughs> that's the message of this show, though. It's just opinions. Nah, it's, just... And it's all about the judges. Never target the athletes for shit. Dude. Like yeah, it's all yeah, about like, judging. Yeah, fuck those judges. judges. I don't have against athletes and and break world records or break high world record. Like I want to see it happen. I want to see the sport progress. But I want to. I don't want it to be a shit show. And then because I can tell you, at least for me, when I see that standard fall, like it makes me not want to even do it. And the thing that caused the upset was I was on Laza's YouTube channel, and I said, "Well, if that's going to be the standard, I have no interest in." taking it back because I, like, I honestly think too man that that if that is if that is the standard how how do we expect to attract a legitimate audience to to a fucking clown show man uh when you have sports like olympic weightlifting that is very strict and beautifully executed 
Um, mm-hmm. Right. You've got powerlifting even. I mean, those guys are locking their deadlifts out. Like you said, these are locked hips are forward, shoulders are back. Um, and then we've got, I mean, you, CrossFit is maybe a, a, an outlier <laughs> in some regards, but I mean, even, even their uh, weightlifting is, is nice. It's locked out. Like they're yeah. not getting easy down calls. And why strongmen think that we're special that we get to, you know, get away with bad calls, man. It, it doesn't do any justice to the sport. It doesn't make it a sport. It takes away from the concept of sport. The fact that we're even have to have an argument about this or a conversation, like in something that is a competition that is performance based. Like if you say, just mind your business or, uh, just because you didn't like the rep or like whatever, like the fact that that's even a conversation means like that's an issue yeah. because this is a competition based on performance and bodybuilding is based on perception. Correct. It's yeah. it's judge to judge. Strongman, something that is based on number of reps or putting up a weight or not putting up a weight, you're judging, especially when it's one lift <laughs> on a world record that you did it better than anyone else in the world it has to be fucking good yeah like stop settling stop it is what it is and you know i had a switch flipper i'm like i'm in this like i'm 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 when the dude said you have a platform i hate to see you using it like this i'm like this is how i should have been using it yeah because i've been getting frustrated it's happened to me and i have one of the bigger platforms as far as weight class strongmen go so therefore, why would I not set the next guys up with something better than I had? And you know what? I'm not going to be a competitor forever. I'm going to compete as long as I can and as long as I have that fire. Yeah. But I still want to be a part of Strongman. I'm still going to train Strongman because it's fun. And, and you know what? A, I'm going to use my creative brain, my 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 strategy. Judging's fun because you have a first row seat to see your homies do some cool shit. Yeah. Like, I'm going to be involved. So, like, if you're eight the fuck up, I ain't going nowhere. Yeah. No, Amen to that, man. Dude, there's no no better way to end. Like, John's got something to say. I was there say there no, no, no better way to end the show with that. <laughs> there's, right a, there. there's a slight way, though. If you don't care about rules and all those things, Mark Rosenberg, Deadliest Lift, who you, you shouted out with his insane deficit lifts, the Snap City Open starts May 20th to June 20th. Check out his page. It's the official ego lifting league of sport. The I love don't everything. matter. There's going to be a push event. There's a pull event. You have to be creative. Don't take it too seriously. Do something that wows people, and you'll probably get some shirts out of it. But yeah, snap. What City is it called? And, and carry extra the snap, insurance. The Snap City Open. Yeah. If you check out his page, Mark is one of the nicest people, I and he's super this. smart. Like he's an actual scientist. Like yeah. it's it's wild. But yeah, that's what he's saying. Is you just it's measured based on effort, load, and creativity. Effort is important. Load is decently important. Creativity. Great. So the dude that's salty about his world record not being credible for taking my world record, can go do that. That's true. <laughs> no guarantee. No guarantee that they will have as as loose of standards though as strongman. <laughs> they are pretty tight. You do have to like actually nail the lift. <laughs> but that's okay. That's the that's the no. You have to lock it out. That's where something yeah, might have to lock it out. Lock it out. Lock it out in the episode correctly. Support us on Patreon or Anchor and find us on Instagram or Facebook.